Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here and welcome to my show, Me The Science Podcast, where as you all know by now, I take a topic that really intrigues me and I tell you all about it, hope you like it. This week, it's something that we all love and I may have touched on this before because you can't avoid it, dinosaurs. Uh, the motivation partly was a friend of mine was visiting uh, a couple of weeks ago and he had a nine-year-old son and all the son wanted to talk about was dinosaurs and I gave the son a copy of my great Irish science book. I'm plugging my own book here, I apologise. There's a single section on dinosaurs that's all he read and he said uh, Luke I don't like your book can you do a new book just on dinosaurs so kids love dinosaurs don't they but we all do we're all absolutely fascinated by them and Jack that's the boy's name he knew all the names T-Rex Brontosaurus he knew the biggest dinosaur ever he even knew how they became extinct I was chatting away to him about the dinosaurs and uh, I was amazed at his knowledge because they are truly a fascination but guess what the world of dinosaur research never sleeps they've just discovered a new fossil dinosaur in America, which they think was killed on the day of the big asteroid strike. Now, I guess anybody listening will will probably know this by now. The dinosaurs were wiped out very quickly in the space of probably a few years. It's incredible. 66 million years ago. It's always been a mystery how were they wiped out. Well, now the consensus is an asteroid hit the Earth. All this dust went up and then lots of creatures died, including dinosaurs. And I'll come back to that a bit later, actually, because the evidence is really compelling. That's what happened. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they found a fossil of a dinosaur, they think, that might, might have been killed soon after the asteroid strike. I mean, it's amazing science in a way that they managed to find this out. I'm going to give you some of the, the basis for that. Because remember, the bone hunters are still looking for dinosaur bones all the time. And this uh, fossil has revealed this. Now, before we get into that sort of detail, let's go back a bit. It's hard to imagine when people began digging up these bones. Can you imagine uh, the the shock and awe when uh, fossil hunters dug up these massive bones of these creatures and wonder what the hell are these? Uh, The Chinese uh, get the credit as they often do for things. They dug up the first dinosaur bones hundreds of years ago. Guess what the Chinese thought? They must have been the remnants of, of dragons. And in fact, one idea where the myth of dragons came from is these dinosaur bones must have been, you know, dragons that died off and left their bones there. That was one idea the Chinese had anyway. In the 19th century, though, it takes off and lots of fossil hunters find these bones. And again, they're struck, what the hell are these? No creatures on Earth were like the bones of these of these fossilised bones. Big mystery what they were, where they came from. All those kinds of questions begin to come up. Uh, the name dinosaur is coined eventually uh, but in 1841 by a fossil hunter called Richard Owens he says they're, they're terrible lizards that's what dinosaur means they knew they looked like lizards the bones of course they could compare the bones that were being dug up to the bones of current creatures and they knew pretty quickly that they were related to lizards and then they figured out it must have been lizards that lived a long time ago that became extinct uh, no notion of course it was millions and millions and millions of years ago uh, that became clear in the 19th century that the earth of course was millions of years old you can date the rocks as to when the rocks were formed and the fossils are found inside rocks that date back hundreds of millions of years and that's how they knew all those years ago these huge creatures were roaming the earth and of course as I say it became an absolute fascination very trendy at the time actually uh, to work on dinosaurs and exhibit these bones in various ways a great story I came across was in the 1800s it was called the Bone Wars there's a good title for you Uh, two fossil hunters Edward Cope and Othaniel Marsh were fighting each other 
fisticuffs and all kinds of things to try to get to the site quickly dig up the best bones ever uh, there was all kinds of examples of uh, one of them you know destroying the other guy's bones in various ways or hiding stuff so it's a good story the bone wars it was so competitive of course people didn't make money out of it because you could put these dinosaur bones on display and people came to see them uh, but scientifically they remained a huge big fascination now what do we know about them well uh, they first appeared about 240 million years ago that's how long ago the dinosaurs I guess first evolved uh, and they were the dominant terrestrial vertebrate in other words they, they began to evolve and change by 200 million years ago they dominate the world everywhere all over the earth are dominated by dinosaurs and then as we know as just said they became extinct 66 million years ago so the reign of the dinosaurs was still a very long time 140 million years or so I mean it's striking to think that uh, we're only very recently evolved uh, these dinosaurs were around for a long time 140 million years you know evolving changing all kinds of things of course the other big thing that I guess everybody would know by now is the remnants of the dinosaurs are birds did you know that birds are descended from dinosaurs and that was first proposed and nobody believed it uh, more and more evidence grew that the birds are basically how the dinosaurs the ones that uh, lasted if you like evolved into birds with feathers and we know this all kinds of evidence we know the dinosaurs themselves had feathers that's one thing uh, we know someone could fly Archaeopteryx being a good example uh, we know they can lay eggs and that's what birds do so so all the evidence is there that in fact birds are the, the leftover if you will of this massive age of the dinosaurs uh, now what's been fantastic is the construction of these bones into full scale skeletons you'll see them in museums uh, in London famously there was a massive dinosaur when you walked in and they know from things like teeth and jaw structure and various aspects. Some of them were herbivores, they lived off plants, and some were carnivores, lived off meat. And of course, the carnivores fed off the herbivores. Life is always very challenging, of course. Um, and, and of course, once you see extinction beginning to happen, especially with the herbivores, the carnivores have nothing to live off. So, so there's a kind of an ecosystem of herbivores and dinosaurs and um, carnivores there. And of course, we're also amazed by their size. They are the biggest creatures to evolve. I mean, bigger than the blue whale. They reckon some of them were a huge size. Uh, and that they must have evolved into these huge, big creatures because they could survive. And that gave them advantages to be very big. Uh, they reckon there's about two and a half thousand species identified, if not more. It can be hard to pin down what the species is, but certainly lots, lots of diversity. And you've all heard of T-Rex. That's the famous one, isn't it? That was a big carnivore. You've all heard of Triceratops. You know, all these various names were configured for these different species. And the mania, and it was called dinosaur mania in the 1800s, was a huge frenzy of activity. Now, the scientific question then, really the main one became, how do they become extinct? Why aren't there dinosaurs walking around now? Now, they are walking around in the form of birds, but uh, why do they all become extinct? Extinct, and a radical idea. And I remember this vividly when I was doing zoology in university all those years ago. Uh, there was a whole module on dinosaurs, which we all loved. Well, that must have got a bit boring after a while describing all these bones and different types of bones. But anyway, uh, during those lectures, I remember vividly when it was a guy called Frank Geel was my zoology lecturer, and we loved Frank. He was a great lecturer. He told us one day they became extinct because an asteroid hit the Earth. And the asteroid threw up all this dust. And that dust then stopped plants from photosynthesizing. We get mass extinction of many different types of plants and animals. No plants, no herbivores, and then the carnivores, nothing to feed on. And gradually, the dinosaurs become extinct. Now, how do they get the science behind this? Well, again, as you all know by now, I need data and evidence to support this. There was a theory 
and the evidence became more and more compelling. It was 1980 when this was first proposed. Walter and Luis Alvarez are the two scientists who get the credit for this. What they said was there was a layer of something called iridium all over the world around 66 million years ago. Where did that layer of iridium come from, right? And guess what? It came from the asteroid. So the asteroid was very rich in iridium. It smashes into the Earth. They reckon it was 10 kilometers across, so a huge big rock, if you like. The actual name they use, the bolloid, is the technical term for this type of asteroid. Smashes into the Earth, destroys itself, throws its own dust up into the atmosphere, and that dust was full of iridium. And the iridium now settles, and now we have this layer of iridium all over the Earth. And that was the initial evidence. Now, of course, it's a bit circumstantial. There could be some other reason for iridium. Maybe it's volcanoes spewing out iridium, for example. But still, the iridium layer gave us the first clue as to what had happened. Uh, And, of course, eventually they find a spot where this uh, bolloid or asteroid struck and it's just off Mexico it's called the Yucatan Peninsula just off that that's where the bolloid hit and you can imagine a 10 kilometer uh, wide rock hitting the earth I mean at speed of course it's going to be devastating they reckon there were massive earthquakes were triggered tsunamis were triggered they reckon a global firestorm broke out so fire spread all over the world possibly burning lots of stuff many places of the earth get burned with this massive uh, firestorm they've also detected now sulfate aerosols particular aerosols were thrown up by this they fall down into the oceans and those sulfates turn the ocean into an acid bath incredibly and again there's evidence for this the acid bath kills off lots of marine life so in many ways we're lucky that all of life wasn't made extinct there have been several great extinction events by the way in the history of the earth and several of them almost destroyed all of life on earth one was a massive pulse of cosmic radiation for instance that hit the earth so we're lucky to be here basically Uh, but this one nearly destroyed all life on earth Um, and, 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 and that acidification of the ocean has massive knock-on effects from any ecosystems but the main reason they think was these aerosols this dust that goes up blocks out the sun take one last look at the sun Springfield. and of course plants need sunlight and all these plants begin to die off and that has a massively negative effect on life on earth for obvious reasons so massive death happens basically and all these giant creatures cannot survive um, and, and, and often uh, you know size can be important smaller animals survive interestingly and here because they can sort of you know live off less food maybe or they can burrow into areas and get nutrients in various ways and guess what and this is very important there were no humans on earth at that time in spite of what you think the Flintstones might say. We hadn't evolved. It is 66 million years ago. But we know who our ancestor was, who we're descended from. And at that time, there was a small shrew-like creature living among the feet of the dinosaurs, I often think. And you'll see this depicted in cartoons. You know, this little shrew is climbing over Brontosaurus, who can't eat him because he's too small. That shrew is called Purgatorius McKeevery, they reckon. And again, that's a recent finding fossils of that. And they reckon that shrew, a tiny shrew-like creature, we uh, evolved from that shrew. Isn't that incredible? Now, what's very important here is, if the dinosaurs hadn't been wiped out by the asteroid, we could not have evolved because we, we we filled a niche, if you like, that was freed up by the death of the dinosaurs. So remember then, our evolution, we're here through pure chance because the asteroid slamming into the Earth was a completely random event. It had to happen to free up space for the shrew-like creature to evolve eventually into us. So you're here because of an asteroid. 
is the bottom line. So make the most of your life because it's a random process that got to us. I find that very sobering and it's very, very true. Now, the thing to mention, the reason I'm telling you all this is uh, this dinosaur fossil that died on the day of the impact. It's called Tesalosaurus and a piece of its leg has been excavated in America and dated to 66 million years ago. And they also, at the place where it's been found, where the fossil fossilised bone has been found, there's lots of debris there. That's evidence of, of, of the sort of uh, stuff that smashed, uh, fell back to the earth once the, uh, once the asteroid hit. All the stuff that goes in the air settles around this bone, if you like, and that's part of the evidence that this bone is from the day of the impact. Can you believe it? They've also found fossilised fish in the same region again in the same place as all this debris and there's good evidence from that fossilised fish that dates from exactly the same time now they're thinking in that situation that the tsunami might have pushed all these fish up onto the land and all those fish then are in and all the all this debris around them and this dinosaur bone in the same region if you will is the evidence that they have that this dinosaur died the day that the asteroid struck isn't it amazing they're calling this bone the ultimate dinosaur drumstick there you have it because it's a piece of bone um, and they reckon that dinosaur died on the day of the asteroid now uh, all this evidence combined I remember if you're a scientist, the one thing you need is independent lines of evidence to support things. So the evidence for the big extinction event is the iridium layer, very compelling. And then in the fossil record, the debris, various other pieces of evidence from fossilized you know, regions and where dinosaurs are and so on, and the fragments and the sulfate and all these different things combine. And you add them all up. The only way to explain all that is the, the asteroid hitting the Earth 66 million years ago, giving rise to the extinction of these dinosaurs. So we're very, very confident that that's what happened. And this uh, dinosaur drumstick is another piece of evidence really to support this impact theory as to why the dinosaurs became extinct. Now, lastly, uh, the big dream is to get DNA from some of these fossils and just study the DNA and compare the DNA to modern, say, birds and get the evidence, more evidence, I guess, that uh, certain creatures are descended from these dinosaurs. And then, of course, you've all seen Jurassic Park. I can't resist mentioning it, where they get some DNA. A DNA strand like me is a blueprint for building a living thing. And sometimes animals that went extinct millions of years ago, like dinosaurs, left their blueprints behind for us to find. We just had to know where to look. Out of an insect preserved in amber, don't they? And they use that DNA to clone a dinosaur. Sadly, we're nowhere near there yet. There have been claims of isolating dinosaur DNA, uh, and there is some evidence that it may well be dinosaur DNA, yet to be fully proven that that DNA that they've extracted came from a dinosaur. We'd love to find dinosaur DNA because we can understand more about evolution then for a start. Would we eventually use that DNA to clone dinosaurs? Don't do it. Look what happened in Jurassic Park. Let's face it, tampering with nature is not a good thing. But you never know, one day we may find DNA. Meanwhile, never forget bone hunters and anybody listening and I would advise you maybe play this podcast if you have a young person in your family why don't you play it to them because they love dinosaurs they may become the future bone hunters and we may find more and more fossilised bones of dinosaurs and learn more and more about our history and indeed the history of life on earth and where we came from so there you have it that's the story for this week the science of dinosaurs hope you enjoyed listening and remember my Show Me the Science podcast is available every Thursday for downloading and it is a News Talk production. Thanks very much.